Hello, listeners of the Art for Sations podcast. Hi, 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 hi. My name is. Hi, 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 hi. My name, my name, my name. Hi. My name is Broadway Classic. Terry. Welcome to the Artversations podcast, where I sit down with artists of all kinds and hear about their projects and perspectives. Artists, conversations, put them together, you get Artversations. If you are just tuning in today to this podcast, hi, my name is Bree, like the cheese, your host. Thank you for joining me today, wherever you are. It's been quite a sunny week here in Toronto and continues to be even sunnier because the U.S. finally has a woman as... VP! Fuck. Yes. Although I am not an American, this truly feels like a great moment for women and women of color everywhere, and it just feels so wonderful. And uh, yeah, Joe Biden too. (laughs) Enough politics. Let's get to this week's episode. This week I sat down over Zoom with Laith Al-Kanani. He is a actor, a writer, and overall an artist who is currently in his final year at Ryerson for acting. We met a couple years ago on a trip to Greece, and as soon as I met him, I could just feel his energy radiating. He's so wonderful to to chat with. Um, We talk about his summer as a participant in the Young Ruffians Apprenticeship Program, or YRAP, as I was told, and about his perspective as an emerging artist in these crazy COVID times. Um, so make yourself comfy and keep listening because here's our art conversation. Enjoy. Art isn't the answer. Art is the question. Oh, that's a statement. Okay, let me think about that. Art isn't... Yeah, I got to think about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other questions Hi, or anything? Hi, hello. What's up? How Look are you? At you? We were just having a, a great conversation already. And I feel like we just okay. need to go right, keep going into it um, about okay. how the performance industry is on a downfall. Oh, wow. You're really starting them up there, huh? We were just talking about this. <laughs> don't even, we don't even. <laughs> continue, continue. Industry. Well, I mean, I'm still a student, right? So the mm-hmm. thing is, like, for me, I'm kind of looking from, like, the outside in. Yeah. You know, is that, like, I'm, on, on one hand, I'm nervous about how it will be when I leave school and I'll have to go into the real world and do, you know, real world things. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I'm also feeling, you know, a little, a little bit, like, lucky because I have, um, I have something to keep me busy all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm in school, so the work is guaranteed. You have the classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have classes. I have a, a play that I'm going to do. I, you know, I have, you know, film work and, like, mm-hmm. writing, you know. Writing has, like, saved me on so many occasions from, like, completely losing my mind. Nice, nice. So, it's... So needed. It's really, yeah. And, and I think that, like, when it comes to um, the performance industry, like, mm-hmm. I think... I've been asking myself a lot lately, what is that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What, is the in, what is the industry that we're, we're in? And I think like for a long time, we've been like categorized as artists. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're a performer. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. 
you're a performer. Anything outside of performance that you do that's considered art is like a side thing. Oh, a, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think those those, those barriers are starting to break down. Mm, like you can do people, multiple things. You can do multiple things and you're still an artist. Yes. You absolutely. cannot, you know, if you cannot perform, but you're still an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I kind of use the word like creator. Or, yeah. or artists, two artists works too, but but someone, because I also like to make sure that we, we include like online stuff or, or people who create things, film, media, you know, yeah. like you're a content creator, you you are a part of content or you mm-hmm. produce it, right? Yeah. And you're part of community online. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think a big part of like making art and why we have also, you know, come up with this performance industry is that it's really a community. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really a community. And I think the biggest hit, I think that we took as performers in Toronto was losing that access to community. Right. Because we can't, we can't go to theaters anymore and mm-hmm. see people we know. And then after the show, talk to them or go out for drinks or do the mm-hmm. things that kind of really keep, keep us together. Yeah. That's why we go to see shows so we can see other people that have worked on them or talk about it yeah and it kind of just keeps us you know it keeps us kind of like in this ecosystem yeah right of like being here in one place and then another place and then meeting different people and your ideas are changing and you're also just feeling good you know Mm -hmm. i love to see a show because i love you know seeing what's up like what's going on in the city who's out here with you yeah i'm with you on that one for sure but i think we have like we still have access to community you know and that we're still creating our own communities whether it be online or whether it be like whether it be even kind of like with our families or mm-hmm. with our immediate friends you know not really people strangers that we see in shows but like mm. these little micro um like this the microcosm of art that we live in now mm-hmm. you know what i mean that, like in the we're tight not, circle yeah because mm-hmm. i don't know i had this idea for a while that i had to be this like world-class artist to be successful mm be considered successful the fame and the money yeah yeah, yeah. the fame yeah. the money you know the recognition <laughs> yeah oh, i'm tired of all those things i know right it's I'm kind of it's so so 2019 <laughs> yeah yeah like it's it's really you know it's not for me it's yeah. really not you know i i see i see what the the desire for fame does to art mm-hmm. you know because art really has nothing to do with fame mm. right yeah and i've like and what is fame even like what what does it even mean to be famous the notoriety yeah like celebrities too like are they just puppets or do they actually have say in what they're creating and what they yeah, make, like what are know? they even doing how are they even yeah. contributing to this the global like movement of art you know what i mean mm-hmm. I don't even like I don't even know that's why I'm like listen you know yeah. I'm not interested in having like this that's not my um barometer for success any, anymore mm. I think it was out a while because because when I first got into performance mm-hmm. that's the only way people measured your success yeah at least when I was being told about it like from my family like oh can't wait to see you famous right yeah like, in Hollywood so I internalized Broadway, that. yeah well damn guess I better um get that American visa (laughs) yeah no I'm with you on that yeah 
it's like yeah. well if i don't if i don't have the top top class like you say like this high class artist then i'm not an artist or i'm not a working artist or something like that like that's so false it's just you know? baloney. like yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense, you know cuz really like really what i'm starting to figure out is that my relationships matter mm. and how do i bring art and creativity into my human relationships into my own human life not just into like you know the work that i do is every day as an artist mm. so there's something i'm trying to wrap my head around and it yeah. has to do with breaking the barriers that we put to like separate ourselves from other art from other mm. artists like everything i do is art everything i create is art mm-hmm. and my art especially is like you know revolutionary is challenging the status mm-hmm. quo is you know challenging like sexuality and like mm. sexual norms and stuff like that so yeah all these things come together but this just me yeah it's who you are outside of your projects you are this person who does who is revolutionary and is you know like you it's it comes out and cross in your project yeah. because that's just who you are right yeah so I think when yeah. it comes back to the the industry, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, now that I think, because I don't think it's just me who's like figuring out these things. I think a lot of artists around the world are starting to realize that it's not just about like Toronto, mm. <laughs> like especially you know, okay, I have to like, um, you know, I have to get an agent, I have to make actra, I have to like get equity, I have to do this, I have to get all these benchmarks, all of these steps, successful. yeah, yeah, but it's way 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 bigger than that hmm. it's way bigger than that and, it's, and you are bigger than that and you, you are bigger be, than that yeah like, yeah like yeah. yeah there's more to it than just fame oh my goodness there's yeah. more to you than mm-hmm. just these like cards that show up at your doorstep <laughs> that <laughs> dignify you know how much work you did or whatever okay great those things are great yeah but who are you mm. i want to see you and what you're bringing to the to the to the global table. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaking actually <laughs> of um, like talking about sexuality and writing about it, it, like I was watching the live stream from Shakespeare in the Rough that you were part mm. of, because you were a part of the Young Ruffians Apprenticeship yes. Program this summer. Why rap the wrong, um, Young Ruffians Apprenticeship Program? It's a mouthful. Oh, why? Why rap? Okay. Mm. <laughs> why rap? Yeah. So yeah, you were like one of I think five selected like yes. young writers. So it was a like a playwriting yep. program and you worked it was a playwriting writing? program so it was eight mm-hmm. weeks long yeah it was eight weeks long and uh we met once a week mm. for about four four about four hours cool and um we learned about playwriting so every week wow. we learned something different and then we present our the scenes that we worked on for the week Ooh, we you know okay. we give feedback and we workshop them that's great and so we'd end up the goal of that of those eight weeks was by the end of it to have a first a rough draft a first draft of something of what you've been working on Mm, yeah and you wrote like a scene and a a monologue right i wrote a scene and a monologue Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like what i picked from my first draft because that wasn't the first it was like a lot of stuff was like the first draft oh nice okay but i picked the scene and the monologue because that kind of just encapsulates what everything is about got you yeah there's only so much time <laughs> there's yeah we only had like five 
to seven minutes each to like yeah. showcase our work because you know you don't want to keep people on the computer too long <laughs> so i wasn't like gonna show yeah. them the whole thing you know half an hour i yeah. think it's good that they kept it short and sweet nice yeah, yeah yeah um and yeah that process was really helpful for me to like figure out what kind of work i wanted to create what did i want to say in this world like, mm-hmm. what do you want to say right now and um it also taught me just like basic you know fundamental things about like playwriting about mm-hmm. storytelling even. yeah because it's more than just playwriting like storytelling really mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's more than just writing a play you don't even need to write a play you just need to tell a story mm. and then you can figure out someone else can figure out how to put it on a stage or you know anywhere yeah, or on yeah. zoom <laughs> which is seems to be the case yeah yeah which seems to be the case right yeah so and for me like part of that journey was going into sexuality and mm. what um what it means to you know like question or or experience um um a journey um, of sexuality of exploring your sexuality while you're living in a um i call it like an arabized body you know mm. an arab um yeah colonialized uh, colonized body um and you know living especially as like a muslim you know and as a um um or in a muslim family and how do i like <laughs> explore like my own sexual journey while i'm living in a world or i'm i'm dealing with the the foundation of thinking that is inherently you know repressive of sexuality right mm. so it's a very complicated thing that i'm i'm, I'm still trying to figure out because i didn't really um i haven't worked on it much since then i'm okay. still like you're busy. I'm still figuring out. Yeah, exactly. Because it was it was such a it was so much fun to work on. First, of all. yeah. Oh, that's great. Because I found out that for me, humor is an integral part of my storytelling mm. of me as an artist. I have to be funny. I mm. have to be whatever I'm talking about, no matter how dark and tragic it is. It. I'm Iraqi, right? That's where I'm from, and we mm-hmm. Iraqis are just funny ass people. Period. <laughs> that's awesome so my my yeah. art my artistry has to be that hmm. you know it can't i've tried i've tried before i've tried to pass projects to be this very i don't know melancholic like storyteller mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. intense and like you know serious and dramatic yeah, yeah. tragic. yeah i've tried i've really yeah. tried it and it just didn't i can't i can't do it without humor yeah, I mean, there's so much truth in humor and comedy. And in some ways, I almost find it to be much more dark and dramatic and melancholic in some ways than the traditional drama. Yeah, I'm with yep, you on that. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. And yeah. there's there's so much humanity in it, too. Yes. Yeah. So when I was talking about these things, like when I'm talking about the, you know, what it's like being a queer Arab, mm. when I'm talking about that and I'm thinking about how tragic part of that reality is there's also a part of that reality that's you know funny you mm. know and it's absurdity and it's and it's and it's rebellion and it's in its perspective 
on the world and on you know Arabness and on diaspora those just from from that perspective it mm-hmm. becomes funny because it's mm-hmm. different because it's does unique it, does yeah. it like help you sort of deal with the awkwardness and and, and let out the discussion of sexuality like you know what I mean sure. like there's For only sure. some in some ways maybe that's the only way to do it without For sure. you know because oh yeah things, oh yeah. yeah especially when you're talking about something that like is so personal mm. it immediately for me enters the the realm of like okay this is gonna be awkward let's make it let's really (laughs) let's really sit with the awkwardness and make it funny because you know there's really no other way to to really capture to capture it because for me at least when I was going through my shit yeah in the moment it was not funny Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah you're dealing with these weird feelings but later on when I'm telling the story of what happened I'm thinking about, I'm like, wow, this is hilarious that I actually went through this and I came out on the other side. Nice. Yeah. There you go. So, oh yeah. So that was like a big, big part of, that all came through IRAP. Like all me thinking about that stuff. I was Mm. like, you know what guys, like I am not going to make this into a sob fest. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I can't, (laughs) I can't, not anymore, because my life, yeah. I've already been through all that, you know. Mm. I've been through the sobbing, I've been through the, the suffering and the, the tragedy of life. So I found joy. Mm. I love that. You know, As I'm joyful you know, now. Yeah. No joy. As your friend, that makes me like so this. happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, you've come out on the other end. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, and so yeah. it sounds I like this, yeah, it sounds like this, like, this course or this program, like, sort of helped you open up that that wall and and like what what are the things did you learn from the other writers too like because I'm, I'm sure they were all pulling from different parts of themselves oh my god well. yeah I think mm-hmm. what was interesting is that we were we all had like different styles of writing and we all had different stories mm-hmm. that we were writing about but maybe it's because we were like close for those like eight weeks like yeah because we were you know every week we met so maybe there's some kind of like, um, what is it called? Like a symbiosis mm. of our thoughts and our discoveries. I think mm-hmm. even though we're all on like separate trajectories, mm-hmm. we're all kind of like figuring things out, you know, on like a similar plane. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, like when I was figuring out like my stuff, you know, one of the other um, playwrights, like when I was figuring out my stuff about like how like you know humor and, and sexuality and, and Arabness kind of fit in this weird way mm-hmm. you know other playwright like the another playwright playwright was figuring out how like how um humor and 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 like colorism you know mm-hmm. kind of like fit into this like weird way like they were they were totally different subjects but the 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 discoveries we were making about our stories Mm -hmm. and about how we tell stories were really fascinating because i felt like we were feeding off each other that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) yeah no i got you we're really feeding off each other um, yeah and and really like thinking deeply about our work and i was thinking about their work like i was inspired by someone um their name was ec Mm mm-hmm and I was like, so like, um, 
like their writing inspired my writing mm. you know just like yeah. hearing it every week mm-hmm. gave me my, a little a different you know perspective that seemed to like shine a different light on my work mm. right yeah and I think that's the importance of like one thing that I discovered really from that mm-hmm. was that I can't write alone mm. yeah you need the other people or other ideas I guess yeah to help you yeah 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 you need to share it. You mm-hmm. need it outwards. Mm. There has to be a time when you're writing alone, for sure. There needs to be some privacy in your ideas and your thoughts. And you need to record those down, like mm-hmm. record those on something. But at some point, consistently, I think, you need to bring it out. Mm. You need to give it. You need to give. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be, there's this, I think, this trope of, of around surrounding writers that they're you're like kind of absorbed by your notebook and you lock yourself up in your room for six months and yes like, yeah the stereotype yeah mm-hmm. i don't think that's true mm. i don't think that's what really what it is i think that yes albeit you have time for your private practice mm-hmm. in writing you need to give it outwards you need to give it to somebody you need to like hear it being said yeah especially if it's going to be performed live or like or even just share it out to the public once it's done like you can't wait until that time I guess to do yeah, it yeah I guess right? who are yeah. writing for you know I mean yeah. some people they might just be writing for themselves and that's fine that mm-hmm. is different right yeah but if you're writing for a story to be shared then the process needs to be shared too got you yeah I agree you know what I mean yeah the process and it can't just be the final product that you share Mm-hmm. has to be the process you have to be open about it yeah i have to find a lot of vulnerability especially mm-hmm. like one vulnerability one thing was vulnerability in in, in my subject which mm-hmm. was sexuality and my sexuality that was one thing then vulnerability and sharing that with people every week mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah when i'm when i wrote like this weird ass monologue and i had to share it <laughs> i had to sit with the fact like do I really gonna hear anyone this? to read this? <laughs> yeah. And then strangers hearing it in the showcase mm-hmm. was a whole other thing where I was like, mm. what the hell do people think of me now? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about pegging and I wrote about <laughs> sucking dick and like, yeah. um, you know, weird, you know, things that, you know, happened to me and happened to people I know. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, people know that about me. Hmm. But anyways, that's for not me, that was a bad thing. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was. It's not such like I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, who cares? Yeah, yeah. So what? You can just be open <laughs> with these thoughts that you're having, and so in, what? Like, in some ways, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it, right? Like we're all awkward in our sexuality, and for me, mm-hmm. at least as an audience member, I love it when I can relate and I can watch someone go through these weird thoughts and understand them and work through them. Well, one thing about it was that it's real, mm-hmm. like it's raw, like coming it's from a not, place, an honest place. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you know, it really wasn't pretentious or like trying to like do. It was really just me at my most vulnerable, my most mm. awkward, my most, you know, like um, uh, um, my like unrefined. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't something that I was trying to like. I literally. This process was different for me because I literally just took, I had to do it all on my phone. I wrote everything on my phone. Mm. Then um, my iPad was tripping, my computer was tripping, I only had my phone. So <laughs> I uh, 
I would just have an idea and and I would just write. Mm. I would just write. I would start with the text. I would literally write, 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 and then later I'd be like, okay, what's going on? Mm. Then you Whereas can edit before, it, right? it, yeah. Before it would be like, what's going on? Who's what's what's the character? What's their need? What's um. What's the objective here? What's the scene mm. trying to say? And then That's I all your virus like... and stuff coming in there, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's all the CPS. Yeah. <laughs> What's the meaning first? Then we'll figure out what it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. no. I'm like, no. That can't be like that for me, at no. least. It can't be like that because I need to get in that chaos, that creative chaos. Mm. That um, which is a term that I learned during Dwyer, the creative chaos that you have to be in like hmm. you're in this zone right and you're yep. and i'm just getting all my ideas down and then later i piece them together and doing that gave me some of my best work so wow, far eh? look you at know, that for me like yeah yeah because i just stopped giving a shit like I was literally just, oh cool i like that or that was really um pointless <laughs> but it was fun but it just doesn't do anything to the story okay cool i can let it go Mm. I have no attachment to it because it was just from the moment. There, there's maybe like some freedom in the chaos. Oh yeah, oh, you know, to to just let yourself create freely, stream of oh, consciousness. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. It was um, it was such a liberating experience. And one thing I also learned. Mm. I'm given a lot of uh, I'm given a lot of facts. I know, but one thing I learned. <laughs> One last thing I learned was that the um, art isn't the answer. Art is the question. Oh, that's a statement. Okay, let me think about that. Art isn't... Yeah, I got to think about it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the question. I'm actually questioning that it's a question. When I was, wow. when I was writing, yeah. I, would, I asked my, um, my facil the facilitator of the program, who was great. His name is mm -hmm. Makram. And I've worked with him before and, and he's like a fantastic writer and a fantastic teacher. Mm. And I asked and I was like, Makram, like, I don't know the premise of my story. Mm. You know, because when I, when I was learning playwriting at Ryerson, um, I learned about this idea that uh, every play has a premise. Every play has like something that, you know, when A and B happen, X inevitably happens too. The logic, yeah. Mm -hmm. Logic, yeah. The, like the, the, exactly, the rationale behind the play. Right. And, and I was like, I don't know what mine is. And I kept getting stuck because I'm like, I'm trying to like boil it down to this one equation. Mm. And Makram's like, why? Mm. Oh, that's so nice that he was able to like, He's like what, locate why, why that in you. Yeah, that? yeah. Why are you looking for the answer? Yeah. When you're making art, you're asking a question. You're creating art that surrounds a certain question that you're asking, an, un an unanswerable question. Mm. Later, when that play's done and when that play's published and it's been 50 years, people read it and go like, oh, here's what I think the answer is. And that's mm. what the premise supposedly is. Hmm. Like in Romeo and Juliet and all of Shakespeare's plays. Right. There's people who say, okay, it's a, like Romeo and Juliet is about great love can defy death right that's like the premise mm -hmm. but when shakespeare was writing that i doubt that that was what was driving him hmm. he was yeah, writing maybe. about yeah like two characters two or, people he knew maybe or something you know like or unanswerable yeah yeah it was just kind of like 
going towards. Yeah, and right? the other people over the years have been like, oh, this is what he meant. Oh, this yeah. is what this is about. Or yeah, no, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I've abandoned the idea of having a premise or having to, to, to know what the, the premise of my work is while I'm still working on it. Mm. Okay, wait, that actually reminds me of something. Um, John Cage, he's like a musician um, yep. and uh, worked a lot with Merce Cunningham. Um, he has this like 10 rules for teachers and students. And one of it is um, creation and analysis are two separate processes. You know what I mean? That's like, so, really the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, like I think that's that's where it is. Like we have to separate the two or else it's like you're just always working in two different sides of the of oh a my work, God. right? Like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Because yeah. like, I know I get in my analysis mind a lot. Mm, yeah, me too. Where I step back the anxieties. And look the, mm -hmm. the anxiety. And, and I know I have that tendency. So a big part of my work was also trying to like put that aside and just create mm. and not worry about. I think part of why we have this so much analysis and I think it's part of it is comes from um, we, we live in kind of like this niche, right? In Toronto at Ryerson. Mm performers mm. where we know that eventually our work has to get to a level where we take it to a grant yes. or you know yeah. we need it to like we need people to like peer review it or whatever mm -hmm. to get it to get it staged or to get it published or whatever it has to be to... like established at a certain time you know exactly at a level. yeah exactly and we we apply a standard to it mm. that standard that we naturally end up getting from learn from our teachers from our classes from yeah. our peers from other work that we see in the city and whatnot. Yeah. And so the standard that we apply to our, we, we end up subconsciously thinking of that standard before we even create. <laughs> mm, yeah, because it's so there and it's so ingrained from our it's teachers. It's so there, yeah, so you're already thinking yeah. of like, how it's gonna yeah. look and like. Mm. Mm, none of that anymore. None of let's, that, let's, really, you know, yeah. really work is work. Like what you do mm. is what you do. You know, your art is your art. Mm -hmm. you know that standard can come in handy to make you help when it's when it when it when it gets there yeah <laughs> yeah but in the beginning like there's i think there's a different there's a different approach that should happen mm. that approach should be i'm 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 i'm, I'm creating um a, a a frame for an unanswerable question mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to answer an unanswerable question. Don't know what the answer is, <laughs> but I'm trying to answer it. And maybe and that, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, that's the thing. That's what, yeah. that's, that's the approach that now I'm like starting to lean into. And maybe the, the answer will come, like you say, like in 50 years, in two centuries from now, because, you know, we're learning every day. We actually understand things more as we go along. Uh -huh. So you've made this piece of art or whatever it is, you finish it, you put it out to the public. In in so much more time, it could represent absolutely a different thing than it did in that present time, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. different people are going to read it or different people are going to witness it, or different mm -hmm. people are going to like experience it. And so they're, they're going to apply their own standards to it, yeah. right? And then it's going to mean something else to them. Mm. I mean, I'm hoping that like, you know, freaking two centuries people are gonna oh you heard Lake Hawk and any shit it's cool huh <laughs> yeah. 
and that's okay. where you'll become famous. <laughs> that's yeah. Later on, when I'm in the when I'm six feet under, hit yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, art is like immemorial. Like, there's really no. We've been creating art since since ever. You know, since yeah. we you know since we were living in caves, we put our hand on in like a puddle of like ink and slapped it on the wall yep. <laughs> or on the cave and said oh whoa. that's art you know <laughs> <laughs> so being human is create creative yes yes i totally agree being human is a creative act yeah that's all right? you need that's all you need to do to be to be creative is just be human one thing i've loved these days mm -hmm. this is a tangent that's okay this is what the podcast is for is TikTok. Oh, can we talk about TikTok? Oh yeah, um, we can talk about TikTok. Okay, tell me what you love about it. Um, there's a couple things. I like how, first of all, I like how funny it is. I can laugh my ass off. Me too, I know, right? I like how much storytelling happens on the app. Yeah, even if it's like 15 seconds or five seconds. Yeah, and that's just yeah. enough. That's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> These days, my attention span has been ultra, ultra, ultra low. <laughs> so it's good to have something that got it 15 seconds perfect yeah. i get it yeah and i like how accessible it is is one thing like i like how different people around the world don't need you know one thing about theater is that it's not really accessible anymore yeah good theater Super like true. like good theater quality theater they're trying they're do people are doing a lot of things to do to make it accessible yeah do you want to go to stratford you want to go to shaw regularly you're gonna have to have a lot of money. Yep. Mm -hmm. TikTok, where on the other hand, is so accessible, and it mm -hmm. is theater. Like people are telling stories, people are making skits, people are sharing, you know, or interpreting other people's lives, you know, mm -hmm. in, in a funny, or you know, even in a tragic way sometimes. Um, and people are sharing information. Yeah. Stories. People are sharing information. Yeah, storytelling mm -hmm. from everywhere around the world, like. Anywhere around the world, there's a TikTok yeah. account. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like all of a sudden now, all of the performative and, um, you know, extroverted qualities of all of us, we finally get to, like, put into practice. We you put know? it. Yeah. So many people who, like, I, like, some of my friends even who make TikTok videos who are not um, outwardly creative usually you know, it as like a they're person. not artists, like they're like, they're, right. they're engineers or whatever. Yeah, like are less, yeah. less in that, like, you know, arts point of view. But they're making videos of them being like, technically yeah. it's art. It's wonderful to see. And, and, you know, everyone's stuck at home or they're like dealing with this work from home, you know, lifestyle now they need some kind of outlet, I guess. Yeah. That just proves to me that being human is being creative. It's a there creative we act. Yes. We love being creative. I'm like, don't hate on artists anymore because y'all, <laughs> when y'all were stuck at home, all you could do is make art. That's right. And consume art. Yeah. No longer I is the artist deemed the the loser, the pathetic jester, right? Yeah. We all, all we, we literally are all artists. Yeah. We are all artists to some degree. So true. You know, which I'm also starting to realize is like, I don't like this stratification of, 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 of our careers. Mm -hmm. and and arts are on like one end mm -hmm. you know i can be an artist and do other stuff mm -hmm. and i'm still an artist 
and you pull from and what you I'm know. I'm trying to spread that message. Yeah, no, yeah. And, well, this is great that you're getting it out, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think as an artist, you actually have so many interesting qualities that you can put into science or, yeah. you know, sports or other things that are not typically creative, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's, yes, we make a career out of art, but as artists, it's not a career. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Just what we do. It's just how yeah. we think. Mm -hmm. I have to realize that I'm like, wow, like I'm an artist and, and I have a, I'm, I had trouble for a while because I couldn't really connect to other like non-artists. Hmm. And I think a lot of people, artists have that tr issue too. Yeah. They have trouble connecting to non-artist friends or making friends outside of the arts hmm. because our ways of thinking just naturally deviate from each other hmm. especially in this capitalist world where there's capitalist thinking and then there's mm -hmm. non-capitalist thinking yeah and usually when you're an artist you're not thinking like like oh you know you're thinking differently yeah <laughs> period you're just yeah. thinking differently about the world and about you know the, the 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 human condition you know but i'm 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 realizing this and i'm and i had trouble at first connecting to like in my family or hmm. people you know in like my community who weren't artists mm -hmm. and then i'm realizing that like now now that i that from literally just from looking you know all around me and you know, on tiktok and looking on wherever mm -hmm. i know that everyone is an artist hmm. everyone is an artist. not everyone has a career of being an artist but everyone inherently is an artist Mm -hmm. We were all kids once and kids are artists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened though when kids <laughs> hit puberty and forgot yeah. about being kids and then yeah. they ended up being these, you know, other beings. You know what it might have been is like the pressure to make money or to be successful in a traditional way, the Definitely. capitalist. It might be that. I mean, you go to school and you hear like you might not get a job in if you oh, yeah. become you know you're going to be a starving artist or you're going to be unsuccessful unless you're Beyonce right and it's like yep. well yep that's kind of sad but that makes me sad because I I see actually when I teach too like the kids that I teach dance to who are so carefree and so able to move their bodies in in ways that I I would never <laughs> imagine mm. it's because they don't have that conditioning they don't have like the standstill those, those inhibitions yeah yep. yeah yep. and i know when they it is sad like, yeah yeah like when they're like i don't know if i want to be a dancer professionally or i don't want to be an artist professionally because i'm i'm afraid i'm not going to make it or i'm afraid i'm not good enough and it's like well oh that's the saddest thought like do it go for it like if it's your passion you know and if you don't then then still enjoy it still enjoy the feeling of dancing that's or, what i'm or, telling my sister because yeah. she's an amazing artist oh yeah yeah my little sister yeah she is an amazing artist she's like she's one of those um she's very tactile and which Ooh, okay. i'm not like or i okay. wasn't when i was a kid yeah um she literally make a craft out of anything she loves oh, like wonderful. painting drawing yeah putting things together and building stuff cool cosplaying she's like she loves cosplaying and like mm. making costumes does she make tiktoks 
She does, yeah. She literally yeah. will like get in her cosplay and like do a dance. Oh, and do cool, the renegade cool. in her in her little in her little anime uh, cosplay. Um, <laughs> nice. So she's just naturally like a gifted artist. Mm. And you know, I'm trying to like kind of slide it in there, like, you know, girl, you can, you can go to you can go to that art school, by the way. You can you mm. can you can do it, you know. By the way, just letting you know that you know there is a path. Like, yeah, yeah. She's telling me she's like, no, I want to be a vet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we do need vets. We do need veterinarians, but... We do need vets. But, I'm like, yeah. I had the opposite problem. You know, I had <laughs> my parents telling me, okay, so you're going to be a doctor, right? Just letting mm. you know there's no other choice. It's doctor, oh. doctor, or doctor. And I was over here in my saying, like, well, I know I'm going to be an artist, mm. but when am I going to When am I gonna come out and say it? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you wow. Know, That's so... a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I still, even when I come home, people are still Mm -hmm. asking me, so what's your plan B? You always have to have a plan B, right? I I get that all the time, too. Yeah. I don't have a plan B either. I don't have a plan B. Like, and I'm, Mm -hmm. it's funny because sometimes I can be a very indecisive person, like in my regular day-to-day life. Yeah. But with this, I'm not. With this, I just know that this is like something that I can't revert and and leave and abandon Mm -hmm. and do something else. Made you know, that decision. I, yeah, like, like I'm not gonna, uh, uh, you know, like, okay, I know that I can do, you know, whatever I, I, I put my mind to, like, I know that's possible, mm-hmm. and I know I can do it while still being an artist. And I've been considering that a lot, you know, especially during the quarantine. I've been considering mm-hmm. so much, like, what if I leave everything and become a carpenter? Mm. or a chef Mm -hmm. or something else Mm -hmm. or you know an English teacher but then and 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 it it gave me kind of like an existential crisis because I'm like but I literally went to school for acting Mm. and you've been involved in acting for most of your life I'm, I'm, I'm assuming well yeah, like for 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 a long time, it was all I was like, I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna be an actor. Right, right. You know, then it was like I'm gonna be an actor, and then I'm gonna be an actor slash writer. Then it was be like I'm gonna be a theater artist. I'm gonna be a creator. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just kind of been expanding, 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 expanding. But it's starting to hit the border with like uh-huh. non-artist thing or like <laughs> sorry, sorry, not non-artist thing, but like non-performance things i see yeah and it's giving me kind of like it's giving me a little bit of an existential crisis because i'm like so what was all that for that all that passion and drive Mm. is it gonna just fade away i don't think so i don't think it will i don't think so either because i'm like that can't go away yeah yeah (laughs) like you like you said you made this decision like you kind of like and i had the same thought you know a couple years ago i was like I'm going to surrender myself to these, to the arts. Like that's just what I've decided for my life. Even if it's that I don't go into performance or that I don't go into the traditional pathway of being a performer, I still will love and like endorse the arts, be an arts enthusiast, you know? Yeah. For the rest of my life. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so true. That's so true. Cause uh, I think I was also, Mm, this might be a hard, hard thing to say. There's a lot of shame when you go to like theater school. I just feel personally, there's some shame. No, there's a lot of shame when you mm. go to theater school 
and you end up not pursuing the arts anymore, at least from other theater school people. Mm. They're like, oh, you know, Lath graduated and he ended up being like an accountant. Mm. There's a little, yeah, it's, it's, it's something very like, you know, it can be subtle, but like, I just feel like there's a lot of like, not really a lot of encouragement. Like when you go to theater school, you have to follow this traditional path, mm. you know, where you have to like graduate and then get an agent and then mm. get work. And then you have to go through this, these steps that other people have set. Pound the pavement till your yes. ankles hurt. And yes. Go to every audition. Do, yeah. When you just chill and maybe you're like, you know what? I need to spend a couple of years not doing that shit anymore. I'm going to go mm. get me a job and work nine to five. I know, I know, I know that I've heard this sentiment of like, ugh, like they weren't really about it. They weren't mm. really committed to their mm. art or they weren't really. And I'm just woof, 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 woof. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that. Mm. And I want us to stop. I you want, want it, like you want it to stop. You know, at least I want us to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. Shaming people. That stigma around like shaming people for the career. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's hard being an artist. Sometimes you need to like take a little break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or travel or fuck off for a bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Take time off. Rest. Rest is okay. You know. Rest is great. We love yeah. rest. Yeah, and I mean, like, even just, like you say, like, learning from other things, and right now you're teaching ESL to people, like, that's not a... Which is still art. teaching me a lot, by the way. There, about- yeah, like, I'm, I was going to say, like, I'm sure you're going to take now things from this that you'll, oh, yeah. you know, learn from and, and evolve as a person, but then also as an artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm learning so much grammar, like, about the gerundiv, gerunditive tense. <laughs> All of the, the technical future stuff continuous. That comes with it. Yeah. I had this appointment yesterday where yeah. this person called me, or we had, I've had an appointment, and we spent the whole hour, because it's only an hour, mm-hmm. trying to figure out if a sentence was future continuous or simple future. Huh? <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't be able to contribute. And I was literally, <laughs> my brain was fried at the end of it. I was like, What? Future continuous? I'm just going to speak. You know what? I'm just going to speak in, um, you know, I'm not even, no, I'm not even, gonna, I'm not even going to speak. You know what? I'm, d- I'm just going to, I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of the day. I'm not going to speak <laughs> no more. I, I was done with it. I was done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I learned, the, that's the thing is that even after I learned a lot and, you know, problem solving skills, you need them when you're teaching, you know, yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Improv. A lot of improv. Oh, you got you got to literally be like, oh, okay, what's the best solution right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. On the spot, quick. Yep. So we ended up figuring out, and it was future continuous. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so it, going on forever, I guess, is that what that tense is? Like, I, I don't even... Future continuous is when <laughs> <Me>. there is <laughs> an event that's going to happen at an indefinite time in the future. Like, okay. I'll be... Um, or next month... I'll be going to the park. I'll be going to the park. Mm. I don't know when next month, but it'll be in that time frame. In that time frame. Hmm. Simple future is when it's gonna happen once at a definite time, and it won't repeat. So you'll be like, "I will go to the park tomorrow." Mm-hmm. 
huh. different. Little different. Thank you for teaching me that. I did not know. I've been book an appointment. <laughs> I got you. Honestly, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that's so funny that we're ending this podcast about with a lesson about English language. Oh well, it's it's um, <laughs> it was really lovely talking to you, and I'm it's glad so nice. that you left. You know, knowing about your your um, your language a little better, right? I can put that in my pocket now. Mm-hmm. You need to tell people that's something you open with at the bar whenever mm-hmm. the bar is open. <laughs> <laughs> I know right? I miss going out. Oh, it's so Thank weird you. now with this 28 day like lockdown that we've had in Toronto. I don't know what it is. My extroverted extroverted ass needs a little bit of um, stimulus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is it the same in Windsor? Like you you can't go to bars or gyms or anything? Well, kind of. I mean, it's not really like phase two again. It's still phase three. Like we're still good. But um, yeah, the the restaurants and bars are still open. You know, everyone's Mm -hmm. kind of wearing masks, but there's nothing really to do in Windsor anyways. I see, I see. It's just really family and, you know, on the weekends, if you want to go to a restaurant, we can or a bar. Mm -hmm. But either way, like, I have a big family here, so I don't really feel the need to, like, go out. Yeah. You got your cat, too. I got Skipper. Mm -hmm. Russian Blue. (laughs) He is a handful. But he loves to cuddle. (laughs) Aw. So. Keeps you company. (laughs) Gives you a little bit of extroverted. So I have company, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to Toronto uh, next week and hopefully... Um, keep working on the play that we're doing. It's gonna mm-hmm. um, love and information yeah. is going to. Can I see it? Open is it November. Be... Yeah, it's gonna be probably um, like a broadcasted on like YouTube. Or okay, something. good. Yeah, yeah. When? Yeah, or on Zoom. I don't know, but on, it's gonna be like accessible. Good. Um, and it's gonna. It's interesting because it's gonna have like three parts mm-hmm. every night, and one of those three parts will be live. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there'll be, and it'll be a different part will be live each night. Okay. Okay. So the other two parts will be recorded and then one of the parts will be like live performed. Hmm. And you said that was November? No, uh, November, like, I think like the first or second week of November, I will get back to, or I will actually check my calendar right now. Oh, wonderful. And see, and it looks like I don't have it on my calendar. <laughs> but I do have it in my notes. So um, I think by the yeah. time this podcast comes out, it'll be like early November. So I'll, I'll oh, make sure perfect. to put it in the description. Perfect. Well, what's it say? Yeah. Um, don't have it. Forget That's it. Okay. Who cares? You're still working on the play. You don't even know when it's going to be. You have to work on the play, right? Don't even know. Don't even know. We're literally just... and then analysis. You know, sheep being led by a shepherd. <laughs> Who's it directed <laughs> by, actually? I was going to Oh, ask. yes. Yeah. The director's name is Dustin Willis. Okay. They're um, uh, a queer playwright from New York. Mm. Oh, my God. And, yeah, he's amazing. He's, like, awesome. That's wonderful. He's so funny and he's great to work with. He's really smart. Um, he got his MFA from Yale. Oof. I know. Cool. And I was like, damn. <laughs> he's really <laughs> yeah, he's really smart. Great to work with. And yeah. um, it's really great that we're doing this play because everyone's getting equal casting. Good. Oh, wonderful. You know, there's no like main role or anything like that. Yeah, especially oh, right now. Why would you like? Don't need that. Don't need that. Build the hierarchy. With- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've good. always played the small roles. I've always played the little roles. 
and I've made the biggest impact. And I've made the biggest impact, baby. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) The little five liners here and there. I've always been remarkable. Yes. (laughs) Those five lines. Always memorable. Oh, Oh, thank you, Leif. Your your energy is amazing. It's so great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you with this was really lovely. And is there anything else you wanted to plug or, or anything in your own life um, that you're doing? I made a cooking TikTok. I made like a food TikTok. Lathe likes to eat, like the number two eat. Okay. So um, please follow me on there. I will link I'll it be below. uploading a lot of cooking videos. And soon I'm going to start a project where I kind of weave together storytelling and cooking together. Awesome. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so that'll be exciting and hopefully it comes out soon. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's really all I'm doing right now. Otherwise, just have a great day. And I'm plugging in good energy and love. And yes, always. Maybe follow me on Instagram. I always love new followers. I follow I will, back. I will also link that below in the podcast <laughs> description. <laughs> Yes, shameless plug. Okay, I'm going to pause the recording, but we'll just keep talking, you and me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Art for Stations podcast. If you like what you heard, the best way to help the podcast is to subscribe or follow on your preferred podcast platform and leave a review. As well, follow the podcast on Instagram at artversationspod. You'll find photos of each of my guests so you can match a voice to a face and highlight clips from each episode. Let's keep the conversation going. Send in a DM with your own thoughts about art as well as any questions you think I should ask my guests. The podcast community continues to grow and that is all because of you, listener. All bodies are dancer bodies and all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Till next time. Let's hear it.